0: unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get twenty dollars off your first order there were two more murders 15 miles away when the police arrived, cetera, they found the telephones and electricity lines we have a weird homicide we a scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird morning cup of murder For over a hundred years, the criminal justice system has tried to find the best way to dole out punishments to its criminals. And by the 1920s, they were ready to try out a new method of execution. On February 8th, 1924, a man became America's guinea pig for the brand new gas chamber. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. G. John was born in China in 1895, but around the time he was 12 to 13 years old, immigrated to San Francisco and lived out the rest of his life in the Chinatown district. Unfortunately, like many young boys in the area, he fell prey to the legendary Tong gang that operated in the area and soon found himself as a member of the Hop Sings, a group known for their dealings in alcohol and drugs, and a group known to shed some blood to get their point across. There were a number of intertong rivalries, blood feuds, and a number of violent business dealings happening in Chinatown, which is why when tensions started to rise, it culminated in a 1921 territory dispute between the Hop Sings and the Bing Kong Tong, and things started to get incredibly dangerous for members of both gangs. One day, G. John was given orders to kill a member of the Bing Kong Tong named Tom Kwong Kee, a 74-year-old laundromat owner who lived in Mina, Nevada. The target was named, and if he refused or failed to end the life of his target, he himself would die. So on August 27th, 1921, G-John and a younger member of the Hop sings, an apprentice named Huey Singh, made their way to Mina, where Huey would point out where Tom Guangqing King lived. When the time was right, G-John knocked on Tom's door, and when he answered clad in his pajamas, lifted his 38 caliber revolver and shot him point blank. Unfortunately, just as quick as G-John took out his target, The police nailed him as a suspect and soon were arresting both he and Huey Singh. It wasn't common for members of the Tongs to get arrested. Not that they didn't commit a number of crimes that undoubtedly earned them arrests, just that for one reason or another, they were never made to answer for their crimes. Both were tried for first-degree murder and both were found guilty. Huey Singh, because he was only 19 years old and had not fired the gun, was given life in prison. G. John was sentenced to death and sent to Nevada State Prison to await execution. Now, the thing was, that the same year that G. John committed murder, the state of Nevada passed a bill authorizing the use of lethal gas as a means for execution. Prior to this, they offered the few prisoners who were executed the option between the gallows or the firing squad. But in 1921, they were looking to update their system and adopted the method created by Army Medical Officer Major D.A. Turner and toxicologist Dr. Alan McLean Hamilton, an idea bore out of the use of gas attacks in the First World War that had only ended just three years before. G. John, it seemed, following a number of denied appeals, would be their first try at this brand new method. The execution date was further delayed when the California Cyanide Company, who was the only distributor of liquid cyanide, a liquid used to eradicate pests from citrus groves, refused to deliver it because of liability concerns. So the warden's assistant was forced to personally pick up the 20 pounds of lethal gas and transfer it to the prison. The first attempt on G. John's life was when the prison decided to pump the gas directly into his cell while he was sleeping. Instead, the gas leaked from his cell and they were forced to stop, worried that it would affect the other prisoners and staff members. So a makeshift gas chamber was built out of the butcher shop and officials used a cat to test the chamber's effectiveness. When they were sure this was the safest way to perform the execution, G. John was taken from his cell and placed in the room. On February 8th, 1924, G. John was strapped into a chair inside of the chamber while news reporters, public health officials, and representatives from the army watched on. G. wept as they placed the final straps on his body, and the guards told him to brace up. At approximately 9.40, the gas was let free in the room, but because of the temperature and the failed electrical heater, the room was about 20 or so degrees colder than the ideal temperature causing the gas to puddle on the floor. It took G. John five seconds to lose consciousness, and he continued to nod his head for about six minutes before finally becoming motionless. Some witnesses claimed to smell the distinct smell of almonds, and the warden had to clear the area before he was officially declared dead. At about 10 a.m., a vent was opened and a fan was turned on to discharge any excess gas, while officials waited for the puddle to evaporate. G. John, who was only 29 at the time of his execution, was removed from the chamber at 12.20 p.m., taken to the hospital and pronounced dead. With that declaration, he became the first person in the United States to be executed by lethal gas. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on February 9th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there is always Patreon, or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.